Previously on Funny Science Fiction. Putting, getting a prosthetic nose, but then they decided that my schnoz was large enough. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Amber Martinez, and you're listening to Funny Science Fiction Podcast. The podcast that encourages you to view teleporter mishaps as an opportunity, not as a tragedy. Our guest today is an actress that you may have seen on such shows as The Good Place, the Goldbergs, Homeland, and maybe as a hula hoop wielding shield agent in WandaVision on Disney Plus. We are very happy to welcome today Amber Martinez to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Welcome to the show, Amber. Hi, guys. It's so great to be here. I'm really excited. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we had a really good chance to talk with you a couple couple days back uh, on our live show. And uh, yes, we had a we had a good time with that. Um so you have just a few questions we wanted to run past you today and, and just uh, get your thoughts on a few things. Oh, for sure. Awesome. So for those who have watched our previous shows, they may have noticed that a theme has started to emerge when we're talking to uh, our guests. We love to know the backstories of our guests, you know, kind of what helped them lead them along to get them to the place of where they are and what they're doing now. So for the acting side of things in your career, what was it that made you attention or pay attention rather as little Amber? and who wanted to pursue a career in front of the camera. Oh my gosh. Um, so I think the first time I knew I wanted to be an actor is when like, I <laughs> I was very, very, very young, like, uh, like little, little, I think I was like seven. And I was already enrolled in like dance academy since I was like three. And I started taking like singing lessons and opera lessons when I was seven. And in between that time, I used to be like obsessed with Julie Andrews from The Sound of Music. Okay. Um, <laughs> and um, so I, I, um, I remember my mom came home one day and she got so mad because like I had taken my bed sheets and I had like cut them all apart with a pair of scissors and I was in my living room and I came out and I had like a custom made nun outfit that I had made for myself out of the bed sheets and I started singing like how do you how do you uh I was singing the song from the convent and I was like how do you find a word that means Maria and I was like going like this and like dancing around in the living room and doing like the prayer symbols and stuff and I was like walking around and it was it was going rather well and then I remember that like I ended up tripping over the nun outfit because I made it too long because I was like I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. <laughs> and um, I got up and I was like, to to correct myself in classic performer uh, fashion, my mom says I got up and I was like, the hills are alive. <laughs> and I started dancing, like spinning around and going like this. Like I changed characters. I was first the nun, like her in the convent. And then like, I went to like the hills are alive. So like I reversed the movie performances. It was like so funny. But That's like awesome. from that moment, I knew that like I wanted to act and perform in the industry professionally. Yeah, it's not your normal story. I don't know how many children are like dressing up, pretending they're nuns when they're like seven years <laughs> old, but I did. <laughs> this this would officially be the first that, we, that we've heard. <laughs> well, this, this is the first. So at least. 
Well, you know, there has to be more of us, right? I'm, I'm sure there's there more. I'm sure that there's more, you know, and every, every once in a while, we have to have a guest that, that breaks new ground for us. And so you, you are definitely helping in that regard. You are definitely breaking new ground. Yes. Yes. Um, none status from sound of music was my first, <laughs> and my first official performance in front of my family. <laughs> nice. So we all have like a special thing that we have close to our hearts and what is a role or a character that you've played that just holds like that special place in your heart? Um, for a film, for a film or a television, because the first time I started, the first time I started working was in 1998, and that actually holds a very close, um, close moment to my heart because my mentor Dennis Hamilton, he was the first person uh, that really pushed me to, uh, and he was the person that gave me my first job. So I found that to be one of my most special moments because. He taught me how to, when I first started, I was like a television host. So he taught me how to do everything, how to read on the teleprompter and how to interview a guest and how to be on screen and how to make my face not look like too happy, but like happy enough where it doesn't look scary. Like, you know, and he taught me like all the ins and outs of like producing as well. So that was very special to me because that's like, it really inspired me to keep going and that this was my chosen profession. So I think that was my most momentous moment, not like so, my most silly child moment, but the moment that was really great to me. So how do you, how do you, how do you learn how to not look homicidal happy? That's what I'm now curious of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that's so a legit like, question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I used to, when I first, when I first uh, like got to the TV studio um, in 1998 and he like first put me on camera, we had like some, you know, we had some camera training and stuff before. Um, so he was like, smile. And I was like, because I was so excited <laughs> that I was just like beaming smile like the entire time. And I was like, oh my gosh, guys, it's you and it's me and it's TBS television, you know? And he was like, yeah, like tone it down a notch because, <laughs> because on camera, I looked like I was like ecstatically happy 24 seven. It was just like beaming smile on my face and it was coming across kind of like manic. So I learned to smile, but only like a half version like this. So learn to tone it down. So it doesn't look like you just did a bunch of drugs in the back room before you came out. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it looks more pleasant and less aggressive. So when you smile on camera, it should be like, half smile like more relaxed like this there you go all right as opposed to the one i was doing like this before <laughs> i call that the uh the first grade i don't want to get in trouble because my mama told me i needed to smile smile oh yeah so. <laughs> i have a photo i have exactly that's exactly what it was i have a picture when i was growing up and i didn't want to take a photo for a class picture and i was like this oh yeah <laughs> I got a couple of those and then you get in trouble anyway, because you, you didn't really smile. All right. Yeah, so, true. All right. So Amber, we, we referenced this just a little bit ago that we did have you on our live show and uh, a few weeks back. And there was a topic I wanted to, to talk about a little bit more because we didn't get a really a, a good chance to dive into it because we had so many topics kind of being thrown at us uh, in, in that stretch of live show there. But now that you've been 
in WandaVision. You've dipped your toes into the MCU pool, so to speak, uh, into the superhero world. You mentioned that there was a role that you wanted to play, and I'd like I'd like for you to bring that back up again. What was the role that you wanted to play, and why? Oh, I I mentioned two of them actually, but are we talking about Eternals or are we talking about Power Princess? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whichever um, one so you choose. The, I, I wanted to play Neil. It's like the it's the daughter of like Angelina Jolie's character um, in right, the Eternals. And she crossed platforms into uh, the Avengers series, also into um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and she is also in the Eternals. But I don't like, I don't know how they're going to bring that in because they didn't even have like the comic book character that plays like what's supposed to be her husband in the actual comics in the okay. first Eternals. I don't know how that would mix in, but she also does is like makes appearances in like Canadian adventures and stuff. And she's really great. She's like one of the, one of the demigods and like, she like kind of fights mad Zeus and he's like a character that's kind of crazy. So she has all these like cool special powers and she gets this awesome sword that she gets to work with like her mother, but hers is like bluish green color and she's okay. like basically she has like the champion fighting power ships of of a of Thena's character being her mother so she inherits that and she inherits other abilities from her, her father's role and i've like always wanted to play Nial. she has like this cool white hair like uh <laughs> like um uh what's it called storm from the x-men in some of them but then other like other issues her hair color changes and stuff and she flies too. So she has awesome powers. And then I also would be interested in playing Power Princess, which is like the MCU's version of like Wonder Woman, but she has golden hoops. So she throws like hoops, like hula hoops. And I'm like, I already have that, you know, skill. I'm like, so I'm perfect for that casting. Like a no step right? needed MCU, pick me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I also, when I was in the fitting for, when I was in the fitting for my role uh, in WandaVision, they originally had put like a, a helmet piece on my head, the wardrobing department, and then they took it off because they said that I looked a lot like Wonder Woman, <laughs> <laughs> like old school, like old school Wonder Woman, though, like the original Oh, like the, the, the banding <laughs> across that, the like... forehead. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had like, I had like a cap like this on and it was like red and blue, red and blue. And there was like a gold star, like America, basically like Captain America. But like, oh, yeah, yeah, that would definitely tie into to Wonder Woman. And I think you were wearing like a red corset type thing, too, in that shot, weren't you? It was it was very sexy uh, circus outfit for sure. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. So they originally had put a cap on my head like this and then there was like a star on it. And it was, it looked very like Captain, uh, Captain Marvel, Captain America, like ish. But they said that the way that it sat on my head with my outfit, it made me look like exactly like old school Wonder Woman, like original Wonder Woman. And I was like, really? And so like, I took a (laughs) selfie and I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like I looked exactly, I looked exactly like her, which is a great honor because she was uh, an amazing actress. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, absolutely. but not like obviously not Gal Gadot Wonder Woman, but original Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, Lori <laughs> Carter. 
Yeah, sure. Linda Carter. They said it. They're like I had all the production, like the the PAs and like the like the second AD and everyone was like, "Did anyone tell you that you look like Linda Carter from from Wonder Woman?" And it was like, "Oh yeah, the wardrobe is telling me that like the entire time, you know." And they're like, "Yeah, like like uncanny." And I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm like, well, there's always power princess." And I said that to production like before I left. There you go. Yeah. So uh, hashtag Aubrey Martinez power princess. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what we coined last time? Yeah, hour? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to use that on, on this yeah. episode. So when we put that out, we'll cool make sure we. Have... Yeah. I, wanna, I definitely want to play like a strong feminine, like MCU character, because I think there needs to be more, more prominence of that. There's been a, there's been a nice touch of characters coming in and I think it's awesome to, you know, and, and the argument that I've laid out for uh, all of the the fellows who are getting, you know, their tum-tums upset about this uh, is that, uh, you know what, I want my daughter to have the same, the same people, type of people to look up to uh, that I did when I was growing up. I want her to have the superheroes and, and the, and the sci-fi characters to look up to the, you know, the strong female characters. Like I had strong male characters <clears throat> to look up to. So I think that's awesome. Bring it on. Exactly, for sure. Like, let's do another one here, guys. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> there you go. So we All have right. a Facebook page, and it, we have over 196,000 members. 197 now. 197. Oh, We're awesome! Inching hey, up guys. to that. Uh, inching up to that 200,000 mark. Um, so, and it is just filled with memes, and it's this universe mixed with this universe. Which two characters that you have played would you like to see become either enemies or partners in crime? Well, not necessarily oh in crime, but <laughs> that is partners so... in partners in power. Yeah, that's it. Partners in power for <laughs> sure. Okay, so like I I do a lot of comedies too, so like this is gonna be kind of funny. But um, my role in Senior Entourage, this movie that I did with um, the late great Ed Asner and Helen Reddy and Jamie Lee Curtis was also in it as well and Mark Rydell. Uh, it was the last movie for, um, for uh, Ed Asner and Helen Reddy that they were in and I was blessed to be in that, that uh, movie. And so my character is kind of funny because like, there's like parts where Mark Rydell is kind of like checking me out and I'm supposed to be like this sexy, like funny character. And I thought that would always be hilarious to be like that, like funny, comedic, like bimbo thing <laughs> character. But then I want to be like meeting up with like my character from uh, Fight of Fury, which I play like this like gr total opposite. Like the first one's like, this sexy funny character and the to and like then I play this like girl that's involved with like a crime ring and named Roxana in Fight of Fury and it's like this action uh this action like fighting kind of kind of movie uh that pays tribute and homage to like Bruce Lee so it's done like classic 70s style and there's like a whole bunch of sound effects during the fighting and everything and I thought it would be hilarious to be like this comedic like um like girl that doesn't really know what's going on and then all of a sudden she turns into this like street fighter warrior <laughs> I thought that would be so funny to mix both those together <laughs> 
like by day unsuspecting bikini woman uh, <laughs> heiress by night fighting like by night fighting with crime lords <laughs> there you go kung fu master nighttime you know model lady during the day, during the day. <laughs> there you go it's the ultimate oh. dual personality I don't think there are any uh, superheroes that are models in the day, are there? No, but there could be one. Why not? Like, <laughs> right? I don't think so. I mean, but why couldn't why couldn't they do that? Because there, I mean, there's a lot of female models like all over the world. So why did they never like think of that as an actual occupation for a woman? Yeah. Since that is like a highly prominent job for a female. It's no? almost like if uh, Zoolander met. Uh, Captain America. <laughs> right, exactly. Wouldn't that be funny? Like, see, my cross platform works. It's an actual viable idea, and it would be hilarious at the same right. time. <laughs> oh. Like, can you imagine? Like, during this scene, she's like, oh, guys, I have to go to my go see. Let's go. Oh, mm. Ooh, fashion. And then at night, she's like, whoop, like, it's a black. <laughs> like she's got her leather suit on and she's like let's go fight some crime <laughs> right all, all i can think about now is zoolander dressed up in a, in a my captain america. <laughs> is zoolander dressed up in a captain america outfit holding up a, 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 a thing for a building instead of a library for kids who don't read so good but you know a, a building for avengers who don't <laughs> avenge so well uh <laughs> he'd hold up his <laughs> yeah exactly it would be a great movie it would be a great movie. I think my cross-platform works, right? It does, yes. Blind them, hey guys, them with blue let's steel. Let's go fight some crime. <laughs> let's go fight some crime, but don't forget your Prada. <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> that be might hilarious. be the most original. Yeah, that's one of the more original answers to that question. I'm not going to lie. All right, so Amber, uh, again, but going going back to the live show, just some of the kind of doubling back on some of the topics that we didn't, because again, we didn't get much of a chance to really expound on a lot of the stuff, but you had mentioned that uh, in passing um, and we uh, just, like I said, just kind of in passing that, that you have done some singing. And so I went, I went and I looked up some of your singing uh, on Spotify. And, uh, and like we said, we talked about your acting influences, but I want to talk about this too, because in, back in 2012, you recorded a song on the Vixens volume one album uh, called Take Me Vixen Now. Album. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I found that. I it's, found not, it. it's not like sexy like it sounds though. It's like, no. wanting to, it's like <laughs> yeah, did you listen to it? <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, so clearly music is something that you're good at. You enjoy that as well. So again, what were some of your musical influences growing up and who do you listen to now? Oh my gosh. Okay. So it varies because I was originally classically trained in opera as an opera singer when I was seven, because my grandmother was an opera singer and she traveled like the world and she's performed in like St. Petersburg and everything. So I have a passion and like a love for music for multiple genres, not just one genre. So in particular, that, uh, that soundtrack that I did is a rock song. And it is called Take Me Now, but it's not like a, a sexy song, you know? It's about like falling in love with someone and wanting to get away from like a place, a mm -hmm. small place in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, I am from Kansas, so. 
it's about wanting to go like go and have a journey with like your lover and your significant other and the person that you've fallen in love with and you want to get out of like okay. the place that you've been at so I, it actually says in it i want to go gotta leave this place want to try right. <laughs> yeah that was, yeah. A, was a pretty decent so there it's about wanting to like start a new life with your significant other, basically from the place you were in before, like going and having the, having like the, how do you say? It's about having like the, the desire to want to leave, but to start a life together, like start a journey together with your significant other from the place you're at now, like making your life better together, like in a relationship, like a partnership. All right, cool. It's a family-friendly song. <laughs> there you go. What were some of your influences growing up, though? So some of my influences growing up is I really like The Doors, and I love... Nice. I know this is funny because it's not going to seem like me, but I like I like Nine Inch Nails and The Doors, and okay. I, I like um, Bob Dylan. I love Bob Dylan, and I really Great. like... Um, a lot of the old artists like I love Cher's old stuff from like the 70s and 80s and um, I I get really inspired by um, classical music as well and um, by I love Sia because she does her own thing and like mm -hmm. she has the she has like you know the bravery to bit to like cover her entire face 90% of the time and be like, look, you know, so she has her own, she's allowed to be her exertive self, but like her inside self as well. So growing up um, back to the referencing back to the influences before, um, I liked Janis Joplin a lot because she also was not afraid to be herself. And she said whatever she wanted, when right. she wanted it <laughs> and was not ashamed, you know, and I like that because I think that women should feel empowered to speak their minds and not not feel like reserved inside and so I always try and speak my mind with my music I'm also a member of the composers guild so I can compose music for films and commercials and things like that as well and I'm working on another album right now but this one is like a pop music because I like okay. pop as well so I do rock and pop and so I have a new song coming out in about two weeks from now and yeah, it's called Girls' Night. It's going to be really fun. So it's like pop techno. And I have people listen to it and they think that it sounds like a mix between Madonna and Britney Spears. So I was like, oh, that's good because that means it'll sell really well. <laughs> and there you go. people like it. So I'm excited. Yeah. So we all have some, as we grow older, we get we get advice and we, we uh, learn things as we continue growing. Uh, what advice would you give someone who is wanting to start up or wanting to get started in the movie business? So I would say that you have to really know your focus, like who you are as an actor. What are your realistic character portrayals? Because everyone has like a certain face or a certain style that fits into like a certain section, you know? Like anyone can be an actor. That's the truth. There's a role for everybody. But you have to know like what your what your lane is. And when you find that, focus on it. Like, are you a dramatic artist? Are you a comedic artist? Do, which roles land you more, more attention, land you more recognition? And focus in that 
in that lane and go forward and keep your focus on that lane. Because um, if you start to veer off and you're like, oh, I love this, I love that, you know, I do this, I do that. Um, for me, I'm a very multitasking person, so I can do different genres, but it doesn't work like that for everybody because not everyone is the same, like in your mind with organization right. and like um, abilities to adapt certain kind of roles and things. So I think for uh, the average actor that's starting out or wanting to start out is you should find what genre that you can relate best on screen with and focus on that. And then you're only going to gain more and more momentum, like a rock gathers moss as it keeps rolling, right? Mm -hmm. So essentially, you're going to polish yourself because eventually that moss is going to roll off and then it's going to become a diamond. So mm -hmm. in essence, if you keep foraging yourself in the same pattern, if you go keep going down the same road and keep focusing on that one ability and one technique you're eventually going to make yourself an amazing actor by focusing your skills in that one genre so that's what i recommend people to do stay focused stay on the one path um you know and then if bad situations happen to you like bad situations happen to everyone like i've right. had not great casting experiences not everyone's gonna love you for your for your audition and your role. And you can't let it get to you because if you let stuff like that get to you and it like makes you upset and gets you down, then um, you know, you're just gonna like it's just gonna affect you in a negative way. And the only person that it helps is your it hurts is yourself and it doesn't help you. So if you get a bad review about an audition or you know, you get a bad review that comes in that someone writes after they watch one of your movies or one of your like performances or something. You have to just do like water off a duck's back, guys. Cause like, you know, I mean, you you competed for that role, you got that role and nobody else did. And you have to stay in that positivity form and just keep going. Like don't let negative things bring you down because they're there are some people who like to say negative things because they hurt inside. And so they want to reflect that onto you. So don't let that uh, like hinder you from pursuing your goals. Good All right. Cool. Good advice. <laughs> All right, Amber, we're at a stage in the show where we like to take our guests through a little bit of a quiz. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So this is a five question quiz. It's all questions are multiple choice. Okay. So, okay. Each this where is this fun. is, yeah, <laughs> this is called the year of the show. Uh, and so what this is, is we, we ask you five questions. Each one of the, sh the questions is about a show that you've been on. And according to IMDB, <laughs> what year did that show originally air? Okay. Oh, okay. Not we, what year were you in involved in it? Or did you have an episode in it? Oh what no, I'm going to be terrible about that. <laughs> so I only you know, know when I was in it. <laughs> Well, you might have a fighting chance here. We'll do it. So bad. <laughs> All right. So if you get three out of the five questions correct, we want to send you one of the these great I gave to the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans coffee mugs. Okay. Now on the back I side. I did not of, know about this. <laughs> well, that's the great fun of it. We don't tell you about it. And then on the back side of it, we've got this, uh, uh, our logo there for the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. If you get four questions correct, we're going to send you the book. Uh, the mug rather and this book here called 
custodians of the cosmos, which is where, which is where we get our red shirt widows and orphans fun joke from. That's all about a young man who tried to join something quite like Star Trek, but didn't quite hack it. And when he washed out, he rejoined as a custodian to boldly clean up after those who boldly just went. Okay, I want to first apologize to anyone if I don't get it right, because I usually only say, I usually don't know because I like focus on work a lot and I don't, uh, no. I mean, I'll try my best. I'm so sorry. That's all you already. can do. No worries. All right. So, however, if you get less than three questions, if you only get two questions or less, we have to in- institute what we call the fun sequence. We take a picture of you, we make a meme out of you, and we put it in our in our Facebook group. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll grab the very happy picture from the live show. Like this. Exactly. <laughs> All right. That's a picture I don't want floating around. <laughs> All right. So are you ready? I'll try my best. I'm so right. sorry in advance, just in case. All right, Nick, take us away. WandaVision came out in, was it 2019, 2020, or 2021? Um, my episodes were in 2021 and I would say 2021. You are correct. Very good. See, <laughs> see, not that hard. You got one already. All right. <laughs> Question two, the Goldbergs came out in what year? 2010, 2013, or 2019? Oh, um, Okay, sorry. Can I get the can I get the dates again? I'm just Sure. 2010, mm-hmm. 2013 or 2019. Um 2013? Very good. You're 2 for 2. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the good place. Oh, that was scary. The good place came out in 2006, 2020, or 2016. Okay, what you said? What 2006 to and 2006, mm-hmm. 2020, and 2016. Um, 2006. Add 10. 2016. So you you got two, uh, two correct. <laughs> Two correct, no, one incorrect. Correct. All right. Not, you know, I had you, so many seasons, so I thought that was <laughs> oh, you're, you're not doing bad at all. I'm so sorry, Ted Danson. <laughs> all right, here we go. Question oh four. God. Oh, no, Home- this is so bad. Homeland came out in 2011, 2001, or 2005. 2011 for sure because i used to watch that show before i was even on it <laughs> all right well that gets you the coffee mug and you're out of meme land. Yeah. so we'll send Yay! you one of these great i gave you the red shirt widows and orphans coffee mugs oh that's me i thought there were five questions is that five? yeah yeah oh, we got, one, got more. one more yes <laughs> jane the virgin i'm so sorry ted Jansen. i love you <laughs> So Jane the Virgin came out in, was it 2000, 2005, oh, or 2014? Okay, okay. Um, 
Oh my gosh. Um, can we? Okay, so what? <laughs> sorry, what? What are the the ones again? Two thousand, two thousand five, mm -hmm. or two thousand fourteen. Uh, oh, that's had a lot of seasons, but not so many. I think. Um, two thousand fourteen. You're very correct. good. All right, you got what? four out of five. <laughs> Four out of five. So we'll send you the coffee mug and the book. There you go. Good job. Yes. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's so good. I just, I just let down Ted Danson with the good place question though. <laughs> right. I think we'll get that over was it. One He'll of my be all roles right. Where I got to be like, that was one of my roles where I got to dance though. I like, so. Sweet. One of my other skills. There you go. So Umber. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Where can our listeners go to find out more about you and what you're working on now or in the future? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I, I'm, first of all, I'm like relieved I passed that quiz, but kind of sad I got one wrong, but like, <laughs> I feel like a victor. <laughs> um, so uh, you guys can check me out on Twitter at underscore underscore Amber Martinez. I'll say it in English, but it's actually Amber, but for you guys to spell it and you can check me out on instagram at at amber underscore martinez underscore official and on facebook you can check me out on uh, at the official amber martinez and you guys can find me on um, cameo.com forward slash amber underscore martinez if you guys want any videos for your birthday or funny things that you guys want to have me say which is fun and you guys can also check me out on uh, my new uh, show that's coming up for Apple TV Plus called Surfside Girls, where I play the role of the lady. And I'm really excited about that as well. And I, my upcoming projects will be fun and I will keep you posted on that. Very cool. Excellent. And they can always look up that stuff on, on IMDb as well. That usually keeps a pretty of good track of you. Yeah. Oh, my IMDb is imdb.me forward slash Amber Martinez. Perfect. All right. We will make sure we put those in our show description so that our listeners can check them out. <laughs> Nick struggles with the English from time to time. It's all right. <laughs> we all do. All right, guys, I want to remind you that subscribing is the single most important thing that you can do to help our show to continue to grow, help us to get more amazing guests like Amber here to have these, these great discussions with and have these funny moments that everybody gets to listen to and enjoy. So please subscribe. It helps more than you really ever will know. So it's that little button right down there in the screen. Just, just hit it the one time, just once, not twice, twice kind of undoes it. It wouldn't be any fun. So, uh, and if you aren't happy today, uh, with the content of, of this video, well, <laughs> then you always have the opportunity to lodge a complaint with the head of our complaint department. That of course is the hula hoop, holding shield agent from WandaVision. I believe it's a sword, sword agent. I thought, I thought it was shield. Is it sword? I thought it was shield. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's sword. Well, anyway, either way, you get to talk with one of them about what's going on. And of course, you'll have to wait until uh, Wanda releases her mind and allows her to go back to either shield or sword or cloak and dagger or whichever one. But either way, she'll make sure that the the Ah, forget it. It'll be taken care of. The Thanks again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Amber. This was a lot of fun. Appreciate it.
All right, guys, that's going to conclude us today for Funny Science Fiction. Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. Just imagine the comfort you'll give Red Shirt crewman number 87. She'll know that when she puts on the red shirt and joins the agents of S.W.O.R.D. in the circus, that she didn't leave her family destitute and without hope, because the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund has her back and what's left of her below. And speaking of sponsors and show partners, check out this short video from our good friends over at Level Up Lightsabers. Information about Level Up Lightsabers and their online training sessions can be found in the episode description below. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the contact me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs>